Headliner Radio, the creative voice. So today we're welcoming the Black Pumas to the show. And just for some background, Adrian and Eric met after a friend of Adrian saw Eric busking and was so blown away by his voice that um, a phone call was arranged and then Eric sent down the phone to him. So um, what are your memories of this? I'll let you... I'll let you uh... <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, uh, a mutual friend of ours connected us and I had sent him a few instrumentals to get the, get the collaboration going and um, I had checked out his songs but I, but I had already recorded some songs. I'm like, here, check, you know, I sent him these songs and I said, here's the vibe. I'm, I'm hearing it and uh, it took him a couple of weeks to get back to me. He almost, at first I was like, man, this guy's not into it. And I started questioning myself, but eventually he, he called me, but he sang over Fire, uh, the uh, song on the, uh, that made the album. And um, so he was singing it and he was playing it in the background because he, he was setting up his own studio. So he was playing in the background and singing and I was driving to a gig and a show and, to, and I, I couldn't hear it that well. But just like the whole, like the energy behind it, like the 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 vibe, I was just like, man, this guy's this is incredible. Like I love this whole, you know, inter- interaction. And uh, and we eventually set up a studio session and we recorded Fire and Black Moon Rising. It's funny day. because um, you know a lot of people think uh, that <laughs> we uh, set up an audition by way of phone, which is yeah. which is a very cute idea. Uh, I hope that doesn't sound too like facetious, but. Um, I just generally am very excited about, I get very excited about the things that I'm working on and I'm very apt to just call a friend up and say, hey dude, check this out, I really like this idea, am I crazy, you know what I mean? And I did that to Adrian not knowing him, so which should yeah. give you some insight, you know, with what he was inspired by, I guess, and yeah. by just forthcoming my energy in that way. Yeah. And I sang some gibberish over the phone, and he was just like, uh, yeah, it sounds good, come, come in tomorrow. <laughs> come, let's know? do it, yeah, yeah, so we just uh, did it, yeah. yeah. So there was no, uh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, what was that? Anyway, did, did I answer the question? You did. So um, you formed in 2017, and your debut album was out in 2019, so what were you up to in between that? Was it gigging, working on new music together, figuring out how to work together? Um, so what were you guys up to? I don't think we thought about it too much. I think that um, as soon as uh, we met each other in person for the first time, you know, we were just ourselves. I came into the studio at Adrian's house. He has like a studio, like a side on the side of the house, mm-hmm. right? Is that something mm-hmm. that you guys built? Like, yeah, yeah. Added on as a studio. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, he was probably uh, in his underwear and... No, no, no. He wasn't. <laughs> but... Uh, but um, no, we, you know, I told him that I had a couple of songs, kind of, you know, skeletons of a few songs that I was prepared to kind of freestyle over. And uh, Black Moon Rising and Fire were the songs that we had time to kind of get most of, uh, you know, get most of, you know, recorded. So, Obviously, you've got a really strong following in Austin, Texas. So what has it been like adjusting to people knowing you all over the world and knowing your music? Has that taken a little bit of adjusting to? It has taken some adjusting for sure. We, we've been on tour steady since the album came out a lot. You know, we've only had, the most we've had off is maybe like three weeks or something in December. So we've been hitting the road a lot, but it's incredible. We're in like another whole other part of the world and people are singing the songs back, you know, so it's, it's been great. It's been uh, a little bit of adjusting for sure because before we were um, um, touring this much, we were still kind of working on music and trading ideas. And now it's like, 
we have five minutes here and there where we're outside and he's like check out my new song and and then we're signing an autograph and then we're back inside you know so it's like the the time that we used to have to work on new ideas is, is limited but we're um we're happy to be out be playing the music for people honestly i don't really i mean i I don't want to say that I'm, I'm taking it for granted because I'm not, and I don't think that we are. We're very thankful for what's happening, but uh, all I know is creating music, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a curse and, and a blessing um, on one hand because it's hard to balance the different aspects that make up my life individually, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not very easy for me to detach from the creative process that I'm not very moved by, um, I'm not moved in a negative way as far as productivity goes with everything that's happening. It's just, it's cool to see, I'm like, oh wow, cool, cool, cool. And I'm back on the phone listening to a voice memo, which is, which is how we first started. I was like, mm-hmm. Adrian, I remember Adrian saying, he said, well, I'm having a good time, and it seems like you're having a good time as well. Let's just do this until it's not fun anymore. And so it feels like we're just making music because it's fun, and it's something that we can put into our our phones, our voice memos to listen back to, you know, to enjoy, yeah. So you were nominated at this year's Grammy Awards for Best New Artist, and, you know, it turned out Billie Eilish was having quite the night, so, you know, you didn't win. But the nomination really thrust you into the limelight, didn't it? So you were played on loads of radio stations all over the world. And I know that's where I first heard your song, Colours. Um, so what was it like for you? Did you really notice the band getting loads more attention than radio play at the time? I think that what, what holds our attention the most is being surrounded by artists that we respect. Um, you know, I did quickly realise that it was, it was it's, it's starting to become a really big deal when... Questlove is inviting us to come play his jam session, you know, the night before the Grammys, and we're surrounded by so many people that we respect, such as Dave Chappelle and uh, Lawrence from 1500 or nothing. Um, he's like a, produ- a leader, uh, production leader for for them, who's worked with Jay Z, Nas, all these crazy talented people. And we play a couple songs. We listen to a bunch of people jam. We have a good time drink CBD-infused coffee, um, and, you know, just the coolest parts for me, I think, was, like, having a stylist, like, be down to come to my hotel room at, like, 2 in the morning to do my hair. Like, I put out, like, a call on Facebook. I'm like, I didn't prepare for this, and I need, <laughs> I need to get, like, a retwist done, and, like, someone came to my hotel super early in the morning. And I had a stylist like dress me in like really expensive clothes that I I could never afford. We were walking out of uh, of uh, uh, Worldwide FM, right? Is that Dallas Peterson said? And uh, got a text from our manager, and um, I believe he had already called uh, Rory, our tour manager. But we were walking out of the radio station because of the time difference um, between the states and here. I remember um, I was trying to call home. And, and I was, uh, and texts kept coming in where I was like, oh, God, stop texting me. I'm trying to, and then finally I read a text. I was like, oh, okay, wow. Oh, yeah, so we were in London when we found out. I am so detached. I didn't even have my phone. <laughs> I was like, why is Adrian pacing back and forth, you know? And then, so when we came out and Adrian was like, did you hear the news? I'm like, what are you talking about? What news? Did something bad happen? <laughs> and so, you know, we tell the band and we, we have a group huddle and, you know, being from Austin, Texas, and I'm not from Austin, but living there, 
you get interjected into this incestuous music, passionate music community uh, where we care about each other and supporting each other, uplifting each other, that it's nice to be on the road with so many great artists such as Brendan Bond on bass, mm -hmm. who's done so many beautiful things, um, Angela Miller, Lauren Cervantes, Jerron Marshall on keys, you know, Steve Bidwell, Steve on, drums. Bidwell on drums. Uh, you know, all these people have done amazing things musically, and we just all support each other. We we had we shared a lot of kind words, and we screamed and we mm -hmm. cried together, and it was just you know it's a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah. When you're working on the album together, what was your process like? Um, what's it like creating it? And what do you like about working together? What do you each bring to the process? You know, we, we did the album, we started in 2017 and working together was a very new thing back, back then, you know? So it was like, you know, it, was a, it started with, with me having some instrumentals reaching out to Eric, but then we officially, and you know, which were kind of pre-recorded, but I, di I didn't know him at the time. I had asked people like, hey, do you guys know somebody that can help me with this? And people would send ideas, and I just never reached out to anybody. I really didn't. Like, I, he was the only person I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that, I want to work with this guy. So, and then, but originally it was just those songs, and then as we started to kind of get some momentum and have fun working together, he, you know, he was showing me his songs. He was like, well, check, check out all, you know, he has a, a pro, he's a prolific songwriter. So I was like, man, those songs actually work well with these songs, you know? And the, so that was the early process, and then that was when we became a band, was we became officially Black Pumas, and then we started learning and arranging his songs for this sound and this band and it just all fit like a glove so that's how it started you know and um it's taken you know different directions but you know it's it's been a combination of all that you know? and did you have a sound in mind for the album and the tracks on it because it has a very distinctive kind of old school kind of 70s feel um you know, did, did you choose that on purpose or was it a natural progression it really was pretty natural I mean I know that he'll say he I mean I'll let him say this I don't want to speak for him but he said that at first he was trying to figure out how to sing to somebody else's songs you know um, but I felt like everything he was doing he would t tell me that I'm like Ad, everything you just did sounds amazing even on the first take you know so I, I felt like everything was working perfectly there was like a little bit of all the things we like like you know his love for just storytelling and you know some folk music and rock and roll to our both love of hip-hop and classic soul and all that just like was all just supernatural like it wasn't not supernatural super very natural so or maybe a little supernatural <laughs> adrian adrian says sometimes in the beginning before um you know this is one thing that i really truly love about working with adrian is that he has a way of uh keeping his lane to the degree that he does what he does very well um so when i came into the picture it uh sounded like a producer's more of a producer's mm -hmm. album where I'm just I'm seeing on very well produced tracks and I'm very thankful for the fact that he was open to making it a making it more accessible to you know the human just people right and I think that coming from the playing on the street and busking and um, being a part of the theater I was able to interject a little bit of a, a little bit more human nature I guess mm -hmm. and, and, and as part of uh, what he was bringing to the table in the songwriting so yeah it's been crazy like it's so it's super crazy it's like my favorite part about collaborating is like when we're in the studio collaborating I feel like we're like best friends in the studio 
Otherwise, like when we're, when we're on the road, like Adrian, he's going to that store, I'm going to the record store, or shopping with Jerron, or mm -hmm. we do think we come together. We do, but we, but, but I, I feel like there's there's definitely a healthy separation, and I feel like it's really cool to be able to, um, you know, come together where we do very strongly. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's it's just cool. It's it's enchanting to me. It's, it feels really cool. Yeah. You can tell by listening, obviously, that you really complement each other really well. And I know one of your favourite tracks is October 33, which wasn't actually added until it was one of the last songs added, wasn't it? So let's have a quick listen to that before we talk about it. I do. I've got your number on. October 33 Love's my only good thing Like fat, fat, fat So help me hear the birds sing I'll help you capture your dream Let's see it in the present And try to let it be I've got your number lonely October 33 I'm knocking at your door Such a great track. Um, so why is that one of your favorites then? Um, October 33 was uh, one of the last tracks that was put on the album, the last track, which I really enjoyed playing. I wrote that after a uh, you know, really tough time in my life, and so it meant a lot emotionally for me to express that. And um, I don't know. It's too hard to say. It's yeah. too in the moment. But yeah, uh, there's just so many other. I love, I love them all for different reasons. And was the whole album recorded at your home studio, Adrian? Yeah, yeah. about 99% of it. We did a few things here and there on the road that we had to do just because we were traveling or something. But yeah, most of it was in my studio. Yeah, one of the tracks I did with my roommate at the house that oh, I was right. living in, um, just a couple of musicians, which is a cool thing about Austin, is that everyone and their mom is a musician mm -hmm. touring. And it's part of bands that are actually making a splash. And so, um, again, you know, you know, Adrian presented these tracks, and I just expected to. I didn't think that we would make anything too too big of it. You know, it's like maybe this might uh, you know earn a, some um, catalog uh, spots. You know, um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just the last song on the album, "Sweet Conversation." Mm. He he had, he was uh, constantly writing still with his roommates and and, and friends and. Uh, he would send me little demos they make, like from, from home recordings on the phone to actual studio recordings. But that song, Sweet Conversation, was him and his roommate. He sent it to me, and the idea was that we would redo it in my studio. But I tried and was like, I'm not beating that original version. So I actually don't, I don't play on that original version of the one that's on the album, Sweet Conversation. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm confident enough to know when, you know, to just say, like, I'm just going to stay out of this one and get out of the way. So that one, it's beautiful. It's on the album. It's just him and his roommate. I didn't touch it. I didn't, I mixed it. I didn't play on it. I didn't record it. I didn't produce it. But I was uh, happy enough to include it because it was better than the version I tried. So. so what was the production process like for the tracks that you did produce? 
Um, mostly, you know, analog as much as possible, but it's also, you know, well, 2017. Uh, definitely a combination of analog and digital. You know, mostly analog to really get that sound and that vibe and, and get the, like, human feel. But then eventually, you know, embrace the computer because it's, it's this century and, and um, just kind of helps for recall and, and, you know, the process that we were working on. So. And what equipment do you have in the studio? What did you use to record the album? Uh, most of it was recorded to an MCI 8-track 1-inch tape machine. All started there and then eventually just ends up in the computer. A lot of preamps and microphones and things. Yeah. Uh, UAD, Universal Audio Plugins. Um, use a little bit of combination of both, but the, the plug-in technology has gotten so amazing that you know it's, it's almost pointless to not uh, use it. You know, If I had all the budget in the world, I would have hardware of everything, but it, you know, it's... It is what it is, and uh, the, the computers are amazing now, you know. You're both obviously guitarists, and you love using Fender. So what is it you like about them, and how did you start to form a relationship working with the brand? Yeah, Fender, uh, the Fender LA team's been amazing. I think Eric was the first one to go stop by the, the shop there and, and got um, maybe a Jaguar was or a Jazzmaster. What was the first guitar you got? It's a Jaguar. A Jaguar. Yeah. They've now made um, custom Telecasters for both of us, mm-hmm. one, one of a kind Fender Deluxe custom shop. Uh, Telecasters. Super cool guy. Oh, they're like, amazing. As soon as I went in, I was I was almost like set back a little bit because the guy who was helping Matt. We were talking to a few guys. Yeah, yeah, there's a few. Matt is the main guy mm-hmm. who was like helped us out. I think he had a ton of Red Bulls that day because <laughs> he was very like amped. I was like, wow, yeah, yeah. all right, all right, all right. I got I got to match this energy because he's gonna hook it up with a guitar. So uh, they've been really cool about like just meeting our every need on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, like we have the new uh, what is this? Acoustasonic, mm-hmm. um, we which we played today at this in store. Um, it's their new acoustic. It just came out, I believe, last yeah. month or this month or whatever. Um, acoustic slash electric semi acoustic yeah. based on a Telecaster. So we we uh, we were taping. A, the Ellen show in these in the states, and they sent it to us to use for that. And um, yeah, they've been amazing. They did some. Uh, we have some custom guitars made as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Telecaster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, they've been yeah. amazing. They've been really cool. So, with your debut album and your really successful American and European tour, they're both huge successes. Obviously, what's next for you? And will you be working on new music soon? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, it's. It's hard for me to, and, and I know I get on my bandmates' nerves because I'm super detached. I, I'm not waking up on time because I'm going to bed at 4 or 5 in the morning every night because I'm, I can't get this stuff out of my head. I want it to be good, you know? Um, and I don't know. I think to a degree we're all, we're all always working on it. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, there's tons of ideas. I was just showing Adrian... Uh, a couple of ideas that I actually had the pleasure of uh, producing myself. When we go home sometimes, you know, people have wives and kids and things like that, so I've been kind of forced to like, okay, see what this button does, you know. Um, So yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're super excited about what's to come, yeah. It started out of the studio versus some some bands are live bands and then they eventually go make an album. But we started in the studio, so that's really like our happy. You know, I mean, as much as we should, we I hate to almost almost drop the S bomb. Yeah. We love playing live, yeah, you can. but uh, <laughs> we came we we started as a collaboration in the studio. So that's what we're looking forward to getting back to. I woke up to the morning sky first. Baby blue, just like we rehearsed. 
When I get up off this ground, I shake leaves back down to the brown, 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 till I'm clean. tell you how many times I've listened to that song it's so incredible so you must have some really standout special moments from some of your shows from people reacting to that right maybe I mean this is maybe emotionally heavy but the Dublin moment yeah I mean yeah so there's a lot of people who are connected to the music and you know I think that um, both of our histories and you know our past speaks for itself in the culmination of you know, the quality of what we're doing and people are really connecting to it and it means, it means so much to us um, that people want to reach out and make special moments. Like we just had someone reach out and want to propose to their husband. I'm like, wow, this is like really uncustomary mm-hmm. in America. Uh, but I was, I was very honored to be like, hey, oh, sure, yeah, I'll give her the microphone and we'll do it. But in Dublin, it was super special because we had we got to take a moment of silence for someone who was battling um, five years of cancer, cancer yeah. and uh, had passed, was like worked in the music industry as a light designer um, in Dublin. Uh, was an integral part of what what goes down there. Um, she she had just come to a show in a few show. weeks. Yeah, pro- the last show that we had played before. in Dublin. Yeah. Um, and we had a moment of silence for her and... She had 30 of her friends in the, in the audience. Yeah. Apparently they played colors at her wake. Right. So just that moment of silence, you know, mm-hmm. hearing a crowd that's like ecstatic and, and rocking out and dancing and, and having them all be a part of this was, was really it heavy. Was, it was hard not, not to cry. Yeah. I think, I think we, we all shed a few tears. Um, it's just really special what the music is doing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the most surreal yeah. part to us is the connectivity. It's, it's uncanny, you know, even being here uh, for, like I asked people here, like we had a packed house in this place, this is uh, Rough Trade mm-hmm. uh, Records, um, and it was a packed house, and I said, who, who has a ticket to the show tonight? It sold out, and like probably like 75% of the people in this audience had never seen us live, and they were singing the songs with us, and... You know, a few people were, I could, they were visibly, you know, in tears. And so it just, that part of it in the moment means so much. And, uh, you know, we're inspired to just do a better job, you know, and make good time to continue. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.